Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is Good Businesses Have Customers, But Great Brands Have Cult Followers. Learn how. We'll do that in just seven minutes with Chris Neeland. Now, Chris is the co-founder of one of North America's leading marketing engagement agencies. He and his mark, uh, he, excuse me, he and his team have dissected hundreds of cult brands, such as Marvel, Porsche, The Home Depot, uh, Lumen Lemon, and Red Bull, just to name a few, that discover how brands that people love to work at and customers love to buy from. Chris now helps business leaders clone the success of the world's most beloved brands and put that into their own business. Chris, fantastic to have you here, my man. Great to be here, Bill. Thank you. Besides those large, well-known brands, who's your ideal client? No, I'm probably the, the client I fantasize about of late is Yeti. You familiar with Yeti, Bill? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeti Images, came- right? No, no. Um, Yeti is in. Is oh, Yeti, Yeti, of, Yeti, Yeti, yes, yes, yes. They yes. came on the scene yeah. with a four hundred dollar cooler, and they've sort of taken over the outdoor, uh, you know, hunting, camping, fishing crowd uh, by storm. You know, my, my my firm really works with two types of businesses: businesses like Yeti that are destined, if you know, maybe for lack of a better word, to just become great to transcend their category, or businesses that used to be great that are failing now, like Macy's comes to mind. Uh, everything that used to be special about Macy's has kind of been thrown out with, with uh, I think, Wall Street pressures over the years. And so we like to go in and see if we can resuscitate or reclaim uh, brands back to their former glory. Fantastic. So uh, what is the problem that companies like the ones you've described share that you solve for them? So um, we kind of call them cult brands, which is what good looks like, or mediocre brands, which is sufficient but not excellent. And the difference is the focus on awareness versus advocacy. Mediocre brands think that they're going to become more successful the more people know about them. And cult brands believe that they're going to be more successful the more people advocate on their behalf. And creating awareness involves one set of tools, tricks, and tips. And creating advocacy requires a completely different set of tools, tips, and tricks. And we're concerned that too many businesses are using the awareness playbook and not enough are using the advocacy playbook. So people listening to us right now, uh, executives, business owners, et cetera, Chris, can you describe for them the kind of emotions or feelings that might be going on as they struggle with this uh, problem you've just pointed out? Uh, going on with their customers or going on with the well, business? For themselves, inside their own bodies, yeah, signaling them that they're on the wrong track. Business owners um, tend to have an unholy reliance upon paid media and upon discounting. Uh, they think if they shout louder, or if they bribe people more, that they're going to get more and more trial uh, into their business. And not only is that false, because the best way to learn about a company is not through a paid media ad, it's through a referral from somebody that you know or trust, but it also then causes them to underinvest 
in the things that actually matter around consideration, inbound marketing, purchase, moment of purchase decisions, and then a big one is post-purchase. A lot of businesses are neglecting the post-purchase behaviors that would result in repeat customers and more referrals. Okay, you actually touched a bit on my fourth question, but could you elaborate on some of the problems that you see uh, uh, these kind of folks making day-to-day? Yeah, when your business starts to display some sort of negative symptom, it might be declining market share, poor website conversion, uh, longer sales cycles, smaller basket size, whatever that negative symptom is, too many um, business owners default to a position of let's hire an ad agency to do more advertising. Mm -hmm. And again, the creation of ads is almost counterproductive to the creation of advocates. And I don't fault the agencies. They're just doing what the client asks them to do. What we need to do is ask the clients to ask smarter questions and to get at the root of the problem and to stop fixing the symptoms of their issue, but rather fix the cause of their issue. So, Chris, what one single action that our listeners might be able to take today, maybe, that would help uh, kind of break this logjam they have in front of them and start moving forward? So we advise that people just start to understand eight proven cult brand principles, eight things that businesses do that transcend their categories. So much like Jim Collins taught us 20 years ago in his book, Good to Great, where he looked at the six attributes of businesses that were exponentially performing on on the stock market, we found the eight attributes of cult brands and uh, all that information is readily available and easy to access. And we're not keeping it secret. We've been doing everything in our power to go on podcasts like this, events, books, books, uh, you know, seminars, free content. What, we're trying to tell the world that if you just follow these eight things, more, li- more likely than not, you're going to be more successful than your peer group. So I'm thinking that you may be able to give them access to that. And so what's the, uh, what's the free grif- uh, gift, uh, Chris, that you have? And where would they go on your website to get their hands on it? I would encourage your listeners to go to two places. One is uh, a website called Cult Ideas. And there's hundreds of case studies and a lot of free content. You can also uh, uh, download a copy of the book and and you can just start to be exposed to those eight principles. You can even do a free uh, scorecard, a free self-assessment to see how well you're doing today. I'd also direct them to another website called cultgathering.com. And that's a, that's a, um, one part of place where you register for an event that we do every year, but we then also put online uh, over a hundred videos, kind of like TED Talks from the okay. brand leaders, you know, the brands that we love, Barbie, Lego, you know, Porsche, Levi's, all these kind of brands. All of that content, again, is available for free to consume and to learn from. So um, we just had a little audio issue there. Oh. Do I need to go okay, back? Now, it's got, now, we're, now we're resolved. So here, here but, but the timing was spectacular because <laughs> I told you I'd ask seven questions and I only thought of six of them. So uh, Chris, what was the a question that you were waiting for me to ask you and I didn't? And so what's the question and what's the answer to it? Well, I like to get at, I mean, we're talking about human psychology at the end of the day. It, you don't change your behaviors until you change your beliefs. And uh, when I get frustrated and wonder why are so many businesses falling short of their potential, 
I, I like to kind of understand why is that. And, and I've come to the conclusion that most people don't have enough adequate professional role models. Uh, they kind of falsely believe that everybody's doing the same thing they're doing, that they're all kind of in the sea of sameness. And that's simply not true. When you've looked under the hood of hundreds of cult brands like I have, you realize that there is exceptional. <laughs> not everybody is mediocre. Uh, and uh, so I, I would just try to encourage people. And again, on those two different websites, they would find some of the examples that I'm talking about of what exceptional is. And then when you see those exceptional companies, what you often discover is exceptional careers as well. Employees who are more stimulated, engaged, motivated to bring their best selves to work. And that really should be what life is all about is, uh, you know, loving what we do every day and, uh, and doing it for a good cause. That's fantastic. That is beautiful. Thank you, sir. Thanks for sharing that fantastic wisdom. I love your uh, word selection. It's re- it resonates very much. Good. Uh, thank you, Bill. I appreciate the chat. So uh, everybody, in closing, let's focus on a single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owners first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams teams including the people that work directly for you and outside resources like Chris and his team. So thanks for listening. Chris, once again, thanks for sharing your time with us today. It was very much appreciated. You're very welcome. Thank you, Bill.